Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and success strategies. I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. It's cloud access video training and audio training for commercial real estate agents. It's CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, today we're talking about commercial real estate marketing. The name of the show is Commercial Real Estate Marketing Today. And, you know, the world has changed so much, you know, with technology and online and apps and everything going on. What, how should you market properties today? What type of tools and resources? Well, we're going to talk to, to several experts today uh, that have different views from their desk of commercial real estate marketing. And then at the end of the show, I'll follow up with some ideas from me. I've been marketing commercial real estate uh, since I was 19 years old. Well, let's get started. Please welcome my first guest. It's Courtney Edis, and Courtney is with Crexy, and she's joining us on the phone. Courtney, thanks for being with us. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. I appreciate being here. So Crexy is a commercial real estate exchange, Inc., and they're a commercial real estate marketplace and a technology platform. And uh, Courtney, I think a lot of my listeners may be familiar with Crexy. I know uh, we use uh, Crexy in our shop uh, selling commercial real estate around the Southeast. We're headquartered in Atlanta. But for, the, for those listeners that may not be familiar with Crexy, what, what are you guys? What do you do? That's a great question. Um, we like to think of ourselves in a, a couple of ways. As you said, we are a marketplace and we have technology. But we think of ourselves as a, a platform where um, and a community for people to come where buyers and sellers um, and everybody else who's involved in commercial real estate actually has one platform, one place to go where they can find the right people and, and find the right buyers and find the right sellers and execute their deals. And we think it's really important that we are a very open um, and open source platform where we have the capability for, for brokers to list all of their leads on Craxy so that buyers, when they're searching for it, can have access to all of the inventory that would be available to them based on what they're looking for. And with that, we're also, um, you know, we launched leasing several months ago, too. So you'll be hearing a lot more about that in the upcoming months. About space for lease. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you're not driving down the road, if you uh, can, uh, you go to a website, Crexi.com. That's C-R-E-X-I. Right, Courtney? Yes, that's right. Great. So we I know our, our properties that we're openly marketing uh, to the open market publicly. Um, not all properties are marketed that way, but the ones that are, we do have on Crexy, and we've gotten good response. So why should brokers that are marketing properties uh, put them on Crexy? How do they do it? What's it cost, and why should they? So uh, Crexy is a, a free platform um, for our basic services, and any broker can just go on, request a demo. One of our sales team will, will give everybody a call and, um, and show them, walk them through the Crexy platform. You know, as I said previously, we let everybody list all of their listings for free, and not everybody in the industry is doing that. So that's one of the first reasons to be on Crexy, because people know when they're visiting Crexy that they're seeing all of the broker's listings and, and seeing all of those resources. And then from there, as a broker um, with some of our premium services or, or with Crexy Pro, there's the ability to pay a monthly fee and have access to... Um, resources, everything from the lead drawer and contact information to um, call for offers to running, you know, to running whatever kind of uh, program you want to through the platform to really just 
speed up the process and make it as easy as possible. We really think of ourselves because we connect all the parts as CRE made easy. Okay, because you have the whole entire transaction management sort of platform there if someone wants to use it, right? That's right. So you guys launched, what, in 2016? 2015, yep. 15, and, and, yep. and you're headquartered in uh, Marina Del Rey, California? We are. Right, yep, right in the heart of Los Angeles. Okay, how many employees do you have? Uh, the number changes daily, but we're, <laughs> we're 60 plus at this point, um, and we're adding people every day. We're growing like gangbusters. It's a really exciting time to be here. Yeah, now, and if uh, listeners or viewers are tuned in, and they want to just see the properties that are available for sale, and then, like you said, coming up for lease, um, they can go to Crexy.com, and, and it's free to, to view properties? Absolutely. You just sign up, log in, and you can see everything there. Okay. And a lot of our listeners can be familiar with some of the systems that have been around for a while, uh, like CoStar and like uh, Reese, uh, like uh, RC Analytics, like uh, uh, LoopNet, things like that. Uh, for people that are familiar with maybe some of these uh, older companies that have been around a while, who are you guys most like? Or are you kind of like a combination? That's, that's another great question. Uh, I, you know what, Michael? I think there have been a lot of people who've done tremendous work in the space, building out the space, all of the people that you named in addition to others. Um, they've been focused on specific pieces or parts of the overall transaction process. And what we're really uh, striving for is putting together a comprehensive view of all of that. So we, we are more of a combination of multiple, where it's more of a one-stop shop idea, where you can have your uh, research through Crexy Market Intelligence. Um, you can power your own website through Fuse. You can have all of your listings on through just the, the Crexy platform in general. So um, it, it's supporting each part of that. And that's where we get to the idea of relationships and community really, you know, matchmaking, making sure everybody's got access and and, um, and is able to find the people they need to get the deals done. Okay. And we're talking with Courtney Addis with uh, Crexy. And Courtney, who are some of your uh, partners? Uh, have you recently partnered with the National Association of Realtors? We did, and it was incredibly exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I've been here for about six months or so, and it was one of the first big deals that we put together uh, in my time, and we are so excited to be able to work with the entire NAR organization um, and all of their members and really offer some, some special um, offers to them for being part of NAR and extend our, our network in that way. Yeah, that's great, because NAR, they did a, a, a kind of a bit of, it sounded like a contest with with different systems to to get feedback from from realtors, I was at the uh, NAR conference and they're like, "Hey, check out these different providers and and tell us who you like." So, so you guys won it, huh? Well, I, I think uh, we might not be the only ones, but we are incredibly pleased to have been chosen and supported. And it's you know, it's still stiff competition out there in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I think. People are trying to make their jobs easier, and um, especially in commercial real estate, where it can be complicated and and take a long time. And we're we're very pleased to be able to support the members with uh, an easy process. All right, and talk to us a little bit, uh, Courtney. That you're you uh, know a lot about marketing and you're and marketing commercial real estate. What tips would you uh, leave our listeners with to think about when they're marketing properties for sale or lease out there? Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I'm here at Crexy is because I find commercial real estate fascinating. I've been a marketer for 25 years in different industries, 
different businesses um, across finance and tech and uh, consumer packaged goods and you name it. But I think for me in commercial real estate, it's so fascinating because it is such a relationship-driven industry. And it's about the people and finding the right people and knowing who the buyers are and knowing what deals can get done and how people talk to each other. And everybody knows everybody. It's amazing to me you know, as, a, as a bit of a newbie here. And um, the way that technology has affected the entire industry is it's really democratized access to all of both the properties and the money. So it's not just somebody who's going to be a buyer that's down the block, down the street. There may be somebody you don't know who's looking exactly for this type of, of property that you're trying to sell and vice versa. And so for us here at Crexy, the way that we look at marketing is really making sure that our information on all of our properties and on our site is as complete as possible. Um, really focusing heavily and searching on um, both paid search and organic search. So when people are looking up and using the Internet to find the places and spaces that they want, that they're interested in, and they want to see that everything is optimized to those people and that we're giving everybody the best experience possible. So knowing as much about um, how people search on the Internet from the search engines, applying that knowledge back to the properties. And so when you think about that from a tip perspective to anybody in commercial real estate, make sure that you have your information accurate Right, and you have as much filled out as possible that you and your sellers are comfortable with. We run into this a lot, talking about pricing and cap rates and what do you surface and what don't you. Um, and I think you know the way people search is they're looking for a particular type of property in a particular way. And so the more that you're willing to share, the more focused or the more qualified leads you'll be able to get. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, and. I think if you are uh, out there marketing uh, some property or properties, one way to kind of check on yourself to see how you're doing is go into some of these major systems that people may be using to find properties and do a search of different ways that you could search and make sure your property's showing up. You might find that you're missing a field or something or missing some information and your property is not showing up well. It's good to do a checkup like that. I think every month in all the major systems where you're marketing your property. Well, Courtney, great, great information. We really love what you guys are doing there at Crexy and uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. Have a great day. Thank you. And like I said, if you want to know more about Craigsy, do check them out at CREXI.com. Well, stay with us. We're going to have another expert that has been in uh, marketing commercial real estate for a very long time. He's big into technology, and he really understands commercial real estate from a, from a user, from a broker's side. So stay tuned for that. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CREshow. Visit CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. 
This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com or give me a call directly. Well, today we're talking about a subject that's near and dear to my heart, commercial real estate marketing today. And, you know, we added today to it because it's not the, it's not your grandpa or maybe your, your father's uh, real estate world out there, right? A lot of technology, uh, a lot of changes in the buyer makeup and the financing and, and just the way transactions are done. Well, please welcome my next guest. It's Jeff Finn, and Jeff is CEO of Realnext. And I think one of the things that makes Jeff even more interesting to talk to is, of course, the CEO of Realnext, which you'll hear a little bit about. It's interesting. But he also used to be president and CEO of NAI. He sold that uh, company back in 2012. So he has been the user. He has been responsible for marketing commercial real estate for clients all over the country. So he knows as, as brokers what we do all day or half the day is, is market property. So he kind of knows from the user side and then has been developing you know, the technology and the services and the marketing side through his company, Realnext. And he's joining us on the phone. Jeff, thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's, Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm really happy to have met you over the years and to see what you guys do and how you've put together technology to, to, to help us uh, better market properties. Because, you know, sometimes uh, if you come from the technology world or maybe you bring someone on your team that's done some brokerage, but, but you were at the top. You knew the struggles in, of, of people to adopt technology. You knew the struggles to get clients and, and brokers to, to actually use some of the technology. And before we get deep in some of the tools and systems that, that you can help market commercial real estate uh, today, um, what, what is different to you today, Jeff? What, what seems different? What are some of the, maybe the struggles or challenges that, uh, that people have marketing commercial real estate today that maybe didn't exist 10 years ago? Well, I don't know if it's the challenges as much as the opportunities and sort of the, the plethora of information and, and channels to, to market and, and the ways to market, which are just so much more enhanced and advanced than they, they were then. You know, in the, the last era, it was advertising, big, like, billboard type of broad-based advertising and sort of your, your network of relationships to try to find the right, right buyers. But uh, today it can be much more of a, of a rifle shot in that you can, you can identify specific target audiences much more efficiently than, than ever and uh, access them more quickly than, than ever before. So yeah, that's, the, that, um, it's interesting you say that. I used to have a big monthly bill with my local Atlanta Journal and Constitution many, many years ago. And, and so what you're saying kind of rings into my memory is, you know, you kind of did this broad marketing to, to bring in buyers. But uh, uh, so today, as you said today, there's, you could be more direct. But also you said, Jeff, and, and, and bring this in line with us, is there are so many seemingly options out there to market properties. Uh, you know, what's a, what's a person to do? What's a broker to do? What does he choose? How does he do it? It really is a trick. How do you stand out? How do you differentiate? And how do you make sure you're where your audience is? As you say, it's not just uh, the Wall Street Journal. It's not the answer for everything. And it used to be. That was the, sort of the mainstay, your your local, your business paper. But now, through you know a lot of you know a lot of people are using social media very effectively, and and some are using it less than others. But with social media, you can really pinpoint and and target in on specific types of, of uh, prospects that you couldn't before. 
and in your own database. If you're able to profile your prospects properly, you're able to rifle shot to the, the right, the exact right person for a multifamily class B in the suburbs versus a downtown trophy. You know, I think those are probably extremes, but in, in a broad sense, by profiling prospects very effectively, databasing them, understands not just, understanding not just what they say they want, but how they actually behave over time and respond to, to campaigns, you're able to then present the right opportunities at the right time to the, the right people better than, you know, than you ever did before. Right, and that's part of what you know, brokers get paid for is that expertise, right? That like I, for example, lead a team that sells office buildings in the southeast and you know, we have a database and relationships with those companies and those REITs and those funds that, that own and buy these properties. And some of you, if you're selling something that's you, a property, that's part of what you're selling for is that broker that keep, keeps that database. But you know, I think some brokers uh, struggle to, to maybe find the right database. I know I get a lot of questions and people say, well, I know I need a CRM, I need a database, but uh, uh, which one should I, what I use? What are some things they may want to think about there? Well, the, um, there are a lot of CRMs that are very generic and, and I like to say that almost any CRM is built to sell widgets and you can sell a widget that's a commodity very efficiently with a CRM. Commercial real estate is so highly specialized and, and different that it, it really needs to be, at its core, an asset information management system. You really need to understand property and have to have, have a property-centered base to it. So the ability to both profile property and then not just uh, customers in your history with them and who they are, but exactly what do they want. And when you talk to investors, and I know you know, experience as you are, and I'm sure the audience is, you talk to a lot of investors, and they want to give you broad parameters of what they are looking for. But your experience tells you that their sweet spot is something different than they might cast the wide net for. So right. by being able to hone in on the specific profile of not just what they say they want, but what they actually bid on and, and act on are what you want to track and, and manage and monitor, and then uh, be able to present to them specific opportunities that meet that uh, precisely, not waste their time or your time trying to, to match something that, that's not correct. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I sometimes use the word uh, to a to prospective investor, uh, tell me about your perfect world, not something that <laughs> broad range. Exactly. Yeah, give me something. Yep. Right, if I brought this as your strike zone, you'd be writing an offer today, right? Well, so once we identify uh, that with our database and our CRM, you know, uh, then we've got to, as you mentioned, you know, reach those those prospects efficiently and effectively. Uh, what are some tips there? So our view and the, the way we've built and modeled our technology solution is to really be end-to-end. -end. And what we found is that your CRM is important and it's, it's critical to understand the asset, be able to underwrite the asset by having all the data and history around it, understand the, the profile of buyers so we can match them. But then it's how do you quickly underwrite package and go to market with your, your property. So we've streamlined the, the presentation management system to be able to take from the CRM all the data that you need to do your financial analysis to basically do your underwriting, your valuation, put a teaser out, put a full offering memorandum out, create a private and secure deal room, and then run 
targeted e-marketing campaigns to, to drive traffic into that uh, deal room. And what's really critical about those steps is that in your e-marketing, you want to be able to monitor how people click, how they access the information that you send, who doesn't access that information quickly so you know who, to, who you need to follow up with. So monitoring touches, which, again, in the past, you never had visibility in that, mm-hmm. but now you have complete visibility on how, how your marketing is working. So by sending out who's looking, who's opening, who's going into a deal room, if they're in the deal room, what documents are they looking at, what are they downloading, how much time are they spending, what's their frequency of engagement, and that really tells you the, um, the level of interest and when it's time to have a follow-up routine and have your call for offers and really accelerate a process by understanding the, the level of interest. And that monitoring of that whole cycle gives you, as the, the agent, a, a, a much better advantage in your service to your client that you can let them know what's working, what's not working, and how you need to, to adjust throughout the process. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You think about the, the old days uh, <laughs> that I started in, you know, you might even snail mail uh, somebody's information on your property, and to your point, um, they could have been very interested in it, uh, maybe doing a drive-by and thinking about it, and I would never know, because I didn't know, if, know. They, if they opened that letter. <laughs> Um, so, so it's important to put those, those types of connections in and use, use technology to your advantage so that you can monitor it and, and to use you know, simple things. I mean, obviously, pictures are, are very important and to have the uh, um, video content. And by having links in your marketing to video content, you can also gain a level of interest or into the photos. And what we're finding now more than ever is actual 3D virtual reality so people can come in and take tours of the, the property that augment the marketing substantially. And, and the 3D virtual reality is something that uh, hasn't, hasn't gone as far as it will, but it's just beginning to really transform how real estate is marketing because of the, the cost value propositions gotten to a point where it's the technology is now easy to build, easy to deploy, and cost-effective to to implement. Whereas in the past, you needed high-powered supercomputers. Now you can deliver it on a, an iPhone, right. which is incredible to be able to showcase property uh, yeah. visually, it, particularly property that doesn't exist yet. So when you're building space or you want to reconfigure space, you can't really take a, a, a video tour of it. You need to model it and what it could be or will be in the future yeah. and showcase that. Yeah, that's excellent. And, and Jeff, one of the things that uh, I, I see sometimes in the commercial real estate world is that, you know, the agents uh, are the front line marketing these properties. And sometimes I'll hear them say, well, if uh, my company doesn't provide a tool or system or a marketing uh, tool, uh, then I must not need it. Uh, but then I see some agents who are really doing well. Uh, if their company just really can't provide everything to everybody, uh, and they're, you know, get it, they're investing in some of these tools on their own, what do you see as a provider out there uh, in that regard? Are you still seeing some agents kind of holding back and not investing in themselves if, if the company doesn't pay for it? So I, I, a couple of things on that point, and, and first and foremost is that in every industry period, technology is transforming 
the way service is being delivered to the customer. Mm-hmm. And efficiency is being driven out of, of every market. And, and real estate's been slow to fully adopt and take advantage of that, as you know. And, and it, it, it's, it's not necessarily because it hasn't wanted to. It's because a lot of times the technology hasn't existed. Mm-hmm. And now the technology exists and the major global companies that are gobbling up market share are investing heavily in technology across the board to arm their agents with the best tools and to provide consistency of service so they manage the integrity of their brand. And local, regional firms and independent agents that want to are adopting technology and using it in in similar ways because the tools that the big guys have are accessible. But those, as you say, there are some that still are trying to live in the past and not using the technology that's available to them, and they're slowly losing share. And I think that that's, uh, that slowly is going to change to dramatically losing share. And, uh, and it could be that there's a generation that will be able to ride out their career without adopting and implementing technology, but the next generation of market leaders will be fully deploying, implementing, and, and taking advantage of the power of CRM, analytics, marketing automation, 3D, and the whole gamut of, of a process-oriented approach to real estate sales and, and marketing that used to be the relationship way, and obviously relationships are still critical and important to have trust and confidence and the, the, the ability to, to advise and navigate the course between people and that communication, that, that, that trust is uh, critical. But the ability to reach out more efficiently to broader markets, to access new markets, to make sure your property has the level of, of marketing exposure, uh, it can't be effectively administered or as effectively administered by an individual through word of mouth than it can be through technology platforms that can help to create an efficient marketplace. Yeah, good point, Jeff. Uh, there's some great tools, and, and you guys are a great provider of those tools. And uh, uh, if you're not using them today, you're, you're going <laughs> to get behind. Well, Jeff Finn, thank you, sir. Great information. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. And if you'd like to know information about their tools, uh, one of the great things about their tools at RealNex is they've, they've bought several tools and created tools and, and, and put them together. So they all work together, and they've also kind of bundled the cost. So recommend if you haven't checked them out, check out realnex.com, R-E-A-L-N-E-X. They got some great tools. Well, stay with us. I'm Michael Bull, and you want to stay with us. We're going to have one more segment on commercial real estate marketing today. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Are you involved in the multifamily industry? Check out RedIQ.com. You can easily and effectively turn operating data into actionable intelligence. Request a demo or try it for free at RedIQ.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, this segment is brought to you by RedIQ.com. Check them out. They take data and turn it into actionable intelligence for the multifamily interest industry. It's called RedIQ.com. Well, today we're talking about commercial real estate marketing. The name of the show is Commercial Real Estate Marketing Today. And we've talked about some technology and some systems. Now I'm going to give you some really key concepts to, to go along with that. 
as many of you may know me from uh, hosting the show for, for um, nine years now, uh, is that I am a commercial real estate broker and I've been marketing properties for sale for, for all my life almost. Uh, and I have uh, 35 brokers, I'm licensed in nine states, I've sold over five billion. And I've studied marketing commercial real estate for a long time. So I'm gonna give you a few quick tips that we can do in just a few minutes. Uh, number one is make sure you always start off with proper pricing, right? Uh, obviously you don't wanna to be too low and, and you don't wanna to be too high and think, well, we can always come down later. You're really better off to try to price it in the market area in the beginning. You know, you've all seen that uh, an analogy would be you see a home for sale in your neighborhood and, uh, and you find out the price and you go, are they crazy? And you notice it sits there and sits there and there's big banners, reduce, reduce. They end up getting a lot less for the property. You know, you want to pri price your, properly, proper, your property properly because there's a lot of people, especially in investment sales, that are in the market all the time. And once they see it and they see it overpriced, uh, then it's and you try to come back later. It's damaged goods, right? It's uh, why do I waste my time? I've already seen that. So we'll try to price it properly. Uh, a lot of times we're asked to come in and look at a property that someone's been trying to sell and to give them some advice. Uh, maybe they thinking about listing it with us when the listing expires or it has expired. And they've been trying to sell it. There's a couple, three things we I tend to look at. One is the pricing. Is it properly priced? Because I don't care how great the marketing is. If it's overpriced, it may not move. Uh, two, uh, how well is it being marketed? You know, if you look at all the systems that people can find properties today, there's there's lots of them. You know, is it being marketed well there? What people are looking for that product, that property, that area, that size, that space for lease, that that property for sale, are they finding it? Uh, how well has it been marketed those people? So in the larger properties that we sell, we can talk to some of the key buyers and owners in, 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 the, in the markets. Do they know about it? How well was it taken to the market? And then finally, the deliverables, uh, the information about the property. How does that look uh, and how well is that marketing? So, and, and all of those things could be great, but if it's overpriced, it won't move. All right, number two, um, that is to customize your marketing plan for you as a seller, for your property, or you as a landlord, the property, the location, customize the marketing. It's not a one size fits all. I'll give you an example. We've taken some large portfolios to the market where we identified the top 25 office buyers in the US and went to the point at a time, the owner really wanted it very quiet. And so we rated all of them, we put them in an order, and we called uh, the first one and said, hey, would you be interested in something in this, this price range, this cap rate range in these areas of the US? Um, and uh, do you have the dry powder? When could you look at it if we present it to you? If we liked what we heard, we went ahead and gone to that buyer, gave them a time limit. If that didn't work out, we went to buyer two. Now, obviously that's a very uh, private type of sale, uh, but then we, then some properties we put out on 200 different websites and 17 marketing systems and seven email marketing systems and we market very broadly because that's what's best for that property and seller and situation. So make sure you're looking at your property and, and make sure you have the marketing that creates the most demand and gets buyers competing or gets tenants interested and excited uh, and design it for your property. Uh, number three, consider your broker very carefully. Make sure that when you hire a broker that you understand what is they do, what do they specialize in, what do they do every day, 
and how are they actually going to market your property? Uh, and what do should you expect from them from deliverables, from marketing, for marketing systems? Do you expect that they're cooperating with other brokers? Uh, and are they compensating those other brokers or not? And what's the timetable for those things? So, um, you know, if you have a broker that if I, I sold a hotel not long ago that was put on the market by an office tenant rep, and you know, I, the office tenant rep was messing around with it, and when I finally found it was on the market, I sold it within three hours. And I delivered a signed, written contract to the the broker, and he's like, "How'd you do this?" And I said, "Well, look." These are the things that we do at our shop. We're not, you know, you're an office tenant rep, so think about who you're using and what they do every day. Think about the area and the and the types of properties uh, they focus in. Um, one before I kind of mentioned it already. It's cooperation and compensation. Some people think they've got a big name or a national name that they're getting national exposure, and you may be surprised. You may be, but sometimes you may not because they're just going to their database, and they might not be sharing the offering with agents in their own office uh, in their own city or agents in their office uh, around the country or the world. Uh, they might, and they might not be sharing it with any agents uh, at other companies. So. To think about that is, is that proper? Maybe it is for your property. Maybe that database type marketing is all you need and, and it's what's appropriate. But think about it closely and get some opinions uh, and see if you should have more broad range. Sometimes you know, the way we, we market properties that are appropriate is that we are sharing commissions day one with brokers around the country. We are using a lot of marketing systems. And you know, the value of everything is impacted by the law of supply and demand, right? So think about that when you're designing a plan and you're picking a broker. Look at what they actually do. It's interesting. My business at my firm has grown more and markets with some equilibrium to them or maybe even a buyer's market because the sellers take a little more effort, a little more, they're a little more concerned of how the brokers are doing things. Well, look, when you're selling a property, that's when you're getting your, your biggest hit, your biggest return. So I think you should be, it should be important to you all the time see what they're doing and how they're doing it. Here's another uh, idea to think about is, um, is this a user deal or an investor deal? Sometimes I see properties being marketed and they're trying to, to get, uh, they've got some vacancy uh, or the, it's all vacant. And you know, when you're marketing to users, it's very different. The whole process, the how you present the property is very different than how you present to investors. So the first thing to think about marketing a property, who is who are the buyers? You know, uh, who are they? What do they do? Where are they? Why do they want to buy it? And set up a plan that's right to to meet the, those people. And here's another final tip, because um, I don't want this to run too long. But I could talk about commercial real estate marketing for weeks or months. Um, is to think about if you have a vacant building. Uh, I've seen this a lot where you have a vacant building, office retail, industrial, whatever it is, and the owner wants to sell it, uh, and they, they're having trouble selling it and it's because it's vacant. Well, think about this. A lot of, most users, occupiers of space, rent. I mean, they can get a better return on investing in their business than investing in real estate. There's some other advantages to businesses uh, of leasing, including flexibility. But if you only, if you got a vacant user deal and you only want to sell it, then you're missing probably 90% of the market because these users want to rent. So now you're left with 10% of the market potentially. 
Now your property has to match the exact property, location, timing, size, ceiling, everything perfectly. And so that can take a long time. So what I would consider, even if you only want to sell, is also market your property for lease. You're going to have a lot more prospects uh, for it. And you know, if you say, well, Michael, uh, I do have one national client who said, Michael, we, we don't really can't be in the landlord business. And I said, well, your big box is sitting empty. Why don't we do this? Why don't you allow me, you want to eat the sausage. <laughs> you don't care how it's made, right? Uh, let me offer it for lease. I'll make sure the tenants and tenant reps, if they're involved, know that it is contingent on matching their lease with an investor to buy the property. So I'm marketing it for sale and I'm marketing to lease to tenants. And then when we get a tenant, we say, because how many times when we're marketing property, we hear this a lot. Well, I like the property, I like the location, but I, I can't buy it vacant. It, uh, we just can't take those types of risk. So, we, so let us market it for rent, we match a tenant. So those are just some quick tips. If, if look, if you're, you're a broker and you want some tips on marketing property, uh, I've got a lot of tips and they're available at commercialagentsuccess.com. Check it out, it's incredible uh, training for agents about being successful as a commercial real estate broker, including pricing properties and how to negotiating uh, transactions and things like that. Um, if you're a seller and you wanna sell property, feel free to reach out to me, no matter what size property or where it is, uh, and maybe I can give you some advice, maybe I can give you a contact uh, in the proper market and specialty uh, to help you out. So reach out to us anytime. Hope you enjoyed the show, until next week. Make sure you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Red IQ, turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com.